Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless.
children of God today. He called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He called me. He called you. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Brother Jeff, I want to keep playing and singing. If you'll prepare to come, we're going to keep singing this morning. I'm blessed by your worship today. I am blessed by the cross today. I'm blessed by God's sacrifice that he would care enough. That he would care enough to call me. unto me all who are weary and heavy laden and he will give them rest
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Is this on? Thank you, Lord. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, All right, there we go. You never stop, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Is this on? Can I, is it in and out? Amen. Sounds great. I couldn't hear myself, so I kind of blew it. Amen. I, I, <laughs> I, I uh, threw the blanket on the Spirit of God there. <laughs> Anyway, praise God. That's the logistics of a new microphone and getting used to it. Amen. Didn't they do a wonderful job today? Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that did not work out the way I envisioned as I was sitting over there. <laughs> praise God. That's all right. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, God, he is awesome and mighty. What was it? Two weeks ago? When did, when did you have that uh, the an oil anointing service? Two weeks? Is that a week ago? Two weeks ago? I can't remember. Anyway, so, you know, the amazing thing is, is in that worship service that we had there, I was sitting there. And I had no idea what was going to happen. And as I was sitting in there, I thought, this would be a great service to come up and have a rededication. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we, like, put the Bible out here and, and, uh, and people would come up one at a time and lay their hand upon it and consecrate their life. And I was thinking, wow, this would be, God, you could do something so amazing in that. And then it happened in the form of oil uh, anointing. And so... Anyway, it's just awesome to be part, amen, of the living church. That's what you and I, we are part of. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be here today. It's good to have all of our guests with us. Amen. We hope you come back. And you picked a great day to come, not because I'm up here, but because there's food to eat in the other room. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd invite you to come back again. Amen. I tell you what, if there is a way that we could have, I don't know if they copied that lesson this morning, but that might have been the best Sunday morning message I have heard all year long. Um, and she's not, I don't think Sister Reyes is in here, so I'm going to uh, brag upon her a little bit. But I tell you what, 
she has an excellent spirit uh, and uh, it comes across in every aspect of her life. She is probably the most gracious individual that I have come across. Every time I meet her, she makes me feel like I am part of God's family and in his kingdom. Amen. I want that gift and ability to affect people that way. She empowers all those. You might be having the tardest day of your life, but just in her greeting and of encouragement, and she looks at you like you are it. It just puts faith in you. Amen. I want to be like that. Amen. So, boy, I was thinking, I wish my son was in here to hear this. Easton, right? And Grant, too, but I mean Easton because he's in, a, he's in the teenage years of his life. Mason's just starting to go through it. On the plane yesterday, I mean, is it a blessing or a curse? I don't know. I mean, on the plane yesterday, the, the lady sitting next to Easton thought he was 20 and Mason was 10. So, you know, 16 and 13. That's all right because... You know, is it a blessing or a curse? Because uh, if, you, if you age later, that just means that when you're 60, you look like you're 40, right? There you go. Mason, sorry, Easton, when you're 60, you're going to look like you're 80, okay? <laughs> I mean, isn't that for late bloomers, right? Isn't that kind of the truth? So anyway, it's a, it's a blessing. Is it a blessing or a curse? I don't know. Amen. Praise God. I tell you, it's good to be here. I'm a little tired. I've got in last night around 9.30, and uh, we, that was after five days of being in California with two of my teenage sons, and we spared no expense. We did everything that we would want to do, and never one time did uh, I said, no, I just, okay, let's do it. That's what you want to do. Let's do it. Get it. I don't care. Get it. And uh, we had a blast. And we were down there for Easton Qualified to run at the Junior Olympic track meet. And, uh, <laughs> and so he was racing the fastest kids in the country. It was really strange, kids from all over. These are track fanatics. And... Uh, and uh, we haven't, he hasn't been in a track practice in a couple of months, and that's all right. Uh, he didn't perform very well out there, but we were, I was still as proud as ever <laughs> just to make it. And, uh, but that was, that was all right. Amen. And it was a blessing because he didn't qualify for the semis. We had free time on our hand. Didn't have to stay at that hot track all day long. So we went out. And wouldn't you know, our hotel was right across from old uh, Sacktown, Sacramento. So we got to go and do all of that. It was just a blast. And then the state fair was there. So we got to do that. We went to the Bass Pro Shops. We went anywhere we could go and eat. And probably one of the funnest times that we had was on this little video clip. If you could show this. Now, I'm laughing quite a bit in it. I don't know how it's going to come across in here. But let's see if, uh, is that video clip going to work? Just got to turn the sound on. Oh, and to top it all off, 
they didn't have any rental cars at the airport. So I found this app where it's kind of like Airbnb, but for cars. And I got on there, and I couldn't believe all the nice cars. I said, yeah, we'll take the Tesla Model S. <laughs> so let's see here. Can you make that big screen? That's about as big as you can get it, huh? Okay. Well, if you can't tell, that's Mason in there. And that's about 135 mile an hour wind. And get ready for takeoff. Oh, no way. <laughs> dying laughing. I know how terrifying that must have been. <laughs> you're, st you're stealing my thunder. Yes, that's right. Amen. Okay, thank you, Brother Ryan. All right. And then there was a picture. You got that picture up there? Here's a little picture. And... Anyway, there you go. So they both went. If you want to see Easton fly, um, <clears throat> I think he was, Mason had, Mason thought it was more fun. Easton really didn't want to go again the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that there is a little bit of a preview, a taste of what's going to happen someday. Amen. The Bible says uh, that the trump of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first, uh, then which we are alive and remain. I don't know what's going to happen, but if I hold out to the end and if I'm still alive and I'm still holding on to the truth, amen, gravity's going to let go and it's not going to be just for a few seconds, but I'm going to hand up into the sky and I'm going to meet the Lord and Savior in the sky and the Bible says I will forever be with him amen Woo. praise God I just hope I don't get like motion sickness or I'm not a roller coaster guy I just don't do those types of things and so anyway what a wonderful time and and you know I am uh, proud of of Easton but you know what I am most proud about him is his desire and commitment, amen, to be a Christian. To be a Christian in this current world. To be a Christian and live the life that he lives, amen, on the basketball team, on the football team, on the track team. I know the light that he is shedding into these people's lives. <laughs> Amen. I've always felt like that. I was such an influencer for bad at Kennewick High and everywhere I went as a middle schooler and high schooler. And I felt like I need, I, I influenced people for bad. I was in a leadership position and popular in school, but I influenced people for bad. And so I wanted my children to be the opposite of that, influence people for good, learn how to be a leader and influence those people, amen, for the right way. And so 
I really, that's the thing that I appreciate uh, so much about my son. Amen. And all the glory goes to God. In all that you do, all the glory goes to God. I'll tell one more quick story and get in this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, me, I was asked to be on a panel with uh, two other, two other uh, advisors, uh, a big advisor from Wenatchee and a big advisor over in Seattle. And these individuals, they manage hundreds of millions of uh, dollars. And uh, there was about 60 brokers, advisors, uh, agents in this room. It was at the Spokane Club. And there was Jeff Woods, the juvenile delinquent, on the platform sitting in the chair with these two other. I mean, they look like the one guy from Seattle. He just, he just looks like... Uh, the cover of Forbes magazine. He's like six five, perfect blue suit, and he he uh, he went to oh boy, played basketball not at Gonzaga. His brother played at Gonzaga. He played somewhere down in California, St. Mary's, right? And great education. And I'm sitting right next to him. And the moderator, the first question he says, he says, Jeff, let me ask you this question. He says. Why is it you think that people like to work with you? And so I started talking, and then I said, oh, hold on, let me back up. I want to say this. First and foremost, all the glory goes to God. <laughs> because you wouldn't have liked me before I was a Christian, and nobody would have gave me any of their money to work with before I was a Christian. The moderator's eyes... <laughs> This was like, what are you talking about, <laughs> right? But you could see at the place was just kind of, I think, in shock. But I told the Lord that if I get in that position, amen, I am going to give him all the glory and hopefully and lead somebody to the Lord. And wouldn't you know that uh, a man came up to me afterwards and he said, I want to thank you so much he goes i saw those other two men they wanted to do the same thing but they couldn't yeah anyway praise god so i, I am very fortunate and i have received so much grace and mercy from god and i just um, encourage you that wherever you are in your walk with god amen it only gets better it only gets better. Amen. All right. Now, if you would open up your Bibles and let's go to the book of Judges. Please stand. And we're going to go to Judges 13, 1 through 5. And then we're going to go to Hebrews 11 and 32. I tell you what, I really blew it coming up here, Brian. I feel bad. If I would have had that old mic, it would have been great. <laughs> That's all right. Amen. <coughs> and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. What time is it? Oh, boy, we got to get going. In the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. 
and his wife was barren and bare not. Verse 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistine. And if we can go to Hebrews 11 and 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Amen. I'd like to speak for you to you today. For a few minutes on this, can you be a hero? Can you be a hero? Amen. If they could give me a little bit more light up here. My eyes are getting dim, and uh, I wrote big on this page, but apparently not big enough. Amen. There you go. Praise God. And uh, if you put your Bible down and help me pray, Lord Jesus, uh, God, we're here for one reason, amen, and that is to give you the glory and the honor, God. We desire to serve you all the days of our life, to be your children, your church uh, in this last day, oh, Lord God. We know that you have put everything upon us and strengthen us with your word, the revelation of your name, uh, and given us your spirit, God, uh, to go forth and do your work. Uh, God, I ask that you would just continue to bless and anoint. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. i got to jump into this because I know that uh, chicken is right out there. <laughs> right? Want somebody wants some chicken. Amen. Nope. <laughs> uh, Jacob's got an inside joke. We won't tell you who it was, but he was a, Jacob was uh, on one of, uh, well, he was on Grant or Nate's little league baseball team and so we started bringing jacob to church with us and uh and i remember the first time <laughs> that he came to the um potluck and he's a yeah he's a young kid 12 years old you know chicken i said get as much as you want he put two pieces on <laughs> somebody said hey put that down you're only allowed one piece of chicken <laughs> he's like So every time now, he always says, we always do that. One piece. <laughs> Amen. That's a nice welcome, right? <laughs> Scare the poor kid off. Anyway, praise God. <laughs> All right, I got to get into this. Uh, Samson, what can you say? I mean, what has not been said about Samson? Uh, we know we know most of the things about him. Uh, 
I could go and we could talk about uh, how he rent the lion with his bare hands, uh, how he caught uh, the 300 foxes, or if you're reading uh, a newer version, it says jackals. But anyway, he caught 300 of something, <laughs> and he tied their tails together and burnt uh, the fields of the Philistines with torches. Uh, we, can, we know about this, uh, how he took the jawbone of a donkey and he slayed a thousand Philistine soldiers. In fact, I believe this, that there are five stories from the Bible that even non-church people know about, right? I, and, and the first one's Adam and Eve and the serpent, the apple, or they call it the apple. The Bible doesn't say it was an apple, but the world knows about that. They know about Noah's flood, Noah and the ark, right? They, they don't even come to church, but it's because it's part of society. They've seen it. They hear about it. They know it. They know, they know that story. They know the story of Moses and the crossing of the Red Sea. You don't have to go to church to know these stories or read the Bible. How do I know that? Because I was not raised in church and knew nothing about the Bible, but somehow along the way I picked up knowledge of these stories. And then the fourth one is you hear this if you just watch a, a football or a baseball game. You might hear the terminology. It's David versus Goliath. It say it all the time. And then there's Samson and Delilah. Right? In fact, you may not know this, but there have been, what's the number, 49 Hollywood movies made about Samson and Delilah. The first one was a silent film in 1903. I've got the list on the, checked it all out. I got the list on the phone. 47 of them made from 1903 to 1999. Since 1999, there's only been two made. Right? By far, it is the most popularized movie in Hollywood based on the Bible, The Life of Samson. Unfortunately, what most people know about him is that the tragedy of the end of Samson. They don't realize that how God used him in a special way for 20 years to, to be the leader of Israel and to judge Israel. What I'd like to do is I'd like to go back to verse 5 of that opening portion of Scripture that I read. Can you put that back up, verse 5? Listen to this. This is the Lord, the angel of the Lord, talking to uh, Samson's parents for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. 
You see, here's the thing. This was a special man that God, amen, said, this is going to be my superhero. This is the only person that I can find in all of the Bible whom God said he is going to be a Nazarite. What does that mean? Somebody that's separated and consecrated for just the work of God. It wasn't like Hannah in the days of Samuel when she prayed and she said, God, if you give me a son, a razor will not touch his head. No, this was God saying, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a special individual out, and he will judge my people and deliver them from these dirty, filthy Philistines. In fact, Bible scholars, they think that perhaps maybe John the Baptist uh, and Samuel are the only other two individuals uh, who perhaps might have been Nazarites from the womb. Uh, but this is the one, uh, the only one, uh, where God says, this is my man. He shall be a Nazarite unto me. He's special, and I'm going to equip him to do things that no man has ever done and no man will ever do. Whew. He's a special individual. Amen. He had no say in it when he came forth. He had no idea. Amen. As he started to have understanding and self-awareness, he had no idea that there was going to be a time in his life when he would be the ruler over Israel. He was predestined with great power and authority God had put on his life. Amen. There would be no weapon formed against him that could prosper. There would be nothing that the adversary could do could trip him up or take away his power. Whew. I know that they like to use Samson as a form of Christ, but I would like to say this here today. I think that he's a picture of the church. Give me the scripture in Romans, if you will. Amen. Paul writing here, he says, for whom uh, he did foreknow, he also did predestinate uh, to be conformed to the image of his son, uh, that he might be the firstborn uh, among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, uh, amen, them he also called and whom he called, them he also justified and of whom he justified, them he also glorified. I want you to know that each and every one of us out in this world, we have a free will to decide whether or not we're going to bow down, amen, and serve the, uh, the world and the riches and the glory of this world, or we're going to bow down and serve, amen, the Lord of glory, the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want I want you to know, just like Samson was predestined for glory and given powers that nobody could take away, the church has been predestined to glory, amen, and we're equipped with power that the adversary cannot touch, he cannot move, amen, the church is predestined to glory, amen. There's nothing that the adversary, the enemy can do. The church has a date, amen, with destiny. And there's nothing, amen, that the accuser of the brethren can stop from the church to have its glorious day, amen, with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just as Samson was predestined for greatness, the church has been predestined 
I want to stay in the church. Amen. I want to stay in the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's already been set. As long as I hold out, as long as I stay in. Amen. The thing's already been written. We've already know what's in the back of the book. It's all glory with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look what happens here in verse, give me, if you would, please, chapter 13, verse 24 through 25. Oh, let me, before I go there, read the story. It's a pretty amazing story. The angel of the Lord appearing unto his parents, right? And the dad doesn't quite fully understand who he's talking to, and he says, hey, let me go get a kid, a little goat, and we'll make it, and you eat with us and all this, and we'll make a uh, we'll make a uh, an altar and offer up a sacrifice. Uh, the Bible said uh, that when they built that, uh, when they built the altar uh, and they offered up the sacrifice, uh, the angel of the Lord uh, started. There was something going on. Uh, the Bible says he did magnificent uh, in front of them. It was amazing. I don't know what it was that he did, uh, but suddenly they realized uh, they were in the presence uh, of the Almighty. Uh, I want you to know uh, that if you get to a place in your life, uh, if you'll build this altar, amen, and you'll seek God, you'll see that God will do something glorious and mighty in your life, amen, and then his eyes were open, and as they continued, get this, this man somehow transcended into the fire, and he went up into the flames, up into heaven, and then they realized the presence that they were in. Ooh. I'm talking about God's hero, amen, just as the church was born in a miraculous way. Hallelujah, the fire of God fell upon those 120 believers in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And today you and I, hallelujah, were filled with the fire, amen. John the Baptist said in, uh, amen, Matthew 3 and 11, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. Hallelujah. Some of you are sitting on promises that God has made about your children. I want you to know, don't you grow weary. The day is coming. Salvation's just around the corner. Amen. It's only a matter of time before you see them being refilled with the glory and the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't you give up. Amen. God is not alive. His word is true. Hallelujah. If God says it, it always happens. And she bare a son. It happened. And he grew. And the Lord blessed him. Woo. Next verse, please. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan. I want you to know when I became a Christian, hallelujah, there were times when the spirit of the Lord would begin to move upon me. Amen. And I would feel like I should go lay hands on somebody and pray. I want you to know, hear me out, you young people, as the spirit of the Lord begins to move on you. If you feel like that you should lay hands 
hands on somebody and pray. If you feel like that you should speak a word of prophecy, you let it out. You let the Lord work on you. Amen. Because you don't know the greatness that he wants to do in your life down the road. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's going to be times you'll be laying in bed and you're going to feel an urge to read your Bible. Scripture's going to come into your mind. Amen. You're going to feel like you should get down and pray. I want you to know that's the Spirit of the Lord beginning to move on you. Hallelujah. And if you say, yes, God, I'll do it. Amen. You watch what God can do with your life and where he'll take you. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. The next chapter we find that Samson, he finds a woman he wants to marry, goes to his parents. I'm not going to go into all that, but they end up going to meet her and, and her parents. And when they did, along the way, Samson was met with a lion, kills the lion. Doesn't tell anybody about him killing the lion. He ends up going. They're there for a week or so. They leave. Time, some time has passed. You've got to read carefully because it's just a scripture or two. Some time has passed. And I want to read this. Judges 14 and 8. He's going back to see his wife or the one that he wants to marry. He'd already killed the lion. And after a time, he returned to take her. And he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. I want to slow down and read that again. And after a time... He returned to take her. And I believe this is where Samson makes a crucial mistake. He turned aside. He turned aside. He got off the path. He turned aside. He turned aside. Amen. He got off of the path to see the dead thing from his past. Amen. He wanted to see the thing. Amen. That he had already had deliverance over. He'd already defeated this thing. But he wanted to go back and see the dead thing of his past. I want you to know. Amen. It's not the will of God for you and I to look back. But we want to be like Paul. Forgetting those things which are behind. I move forward. I press on toward the mark. Towards the high calling. Towards the prize of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, amen. I want to forget those things in the past, amen. I want to forget those relationships. I want to forget those experiences. I want to forget those things, amen. I've got something greater that I'm moving on towards. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. And if you will give the Lord a hand praise, I'm going to adjust my pants. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
Proverbs, and Peter said it like this. He said, if you go back to those things that are dead, he says, it's like the dog turning around and lapping up its vomit. Amen. I don't want to pick up those things that I gave over to God when I was 20. Right? Amen. He says, it's like the pig after it's clean going back to its mire. Jesus said it this way. He said, remember Lot's wife, uh, the man who takes hold of the plow and looketh back to those dead things and longing after that old life is not worthy of the kingdom. Wow. Man. I believe that was a mistake going after those dead things of the past. Amen. Hallelujah. And that led to his riddle. What is sweeter than honey and stronger than a lion? E Easton. I met him. I made him read the whole story of Samson yesterday in the car on, as we were driving. <laughs> it was the longest uh, hour of my life. Uh, him asking me <laughs> question after every verse. I'm like, just read, just read. <laughs> after a while. <laughs> anyway, and uh, he goes, "What's the answer?" What's the answer to what? What's the answer to the riddle? What is sweeter than honey and stronger than a lion? I never thought about it. Amen. But as I continue to drive, I didn't tell him, and something came into my mind. <laughs> I want you to know <laughs> sin is sweeter than honey, but it's stronger than a lion. There are two things that I could think of, uh, amen, that fit. It's sin. It looks just like that honey, amen, so sweet. I want to get to it. But the end thereof, it's a rotting, decaying corpse, amen. It looks like it. You might think being out in the world is having fun, amen. But I want you to know that the end of it is death and decay, hallelujah. The problem is that if somebody, tastes that sin they have no power of themselves to get out it's stronger than a lion and it holds them in chains there is no man amen who can separate themselves from the fierceness and the strength of sin on their own I couldn't do it pastor you couldn't do it Brian you couldn't do it we all need it amen hallelujah the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ we needed the lion of Judah in our life the only thing stronger the only thing sweeter is the word of God amen Hallelujah. David said, taste of it and see if it's sweeter than honey. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got the antidote. I've got the vaccine for sin, and it's found in the Word of God. Amen. Woo. It's the only thing. Hallelujah. Sweeter than honey and stronger than a lion. Hallelujah. Once Jesus has you, amen, sin cannot take you from his hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. I got to get going. I only got 11 minutes left. Amen. Please don't burn the chicken. Okay. You know, the amazing thing is, you know, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us people continue in sin because judgment is not expedient. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The wages of sin is death. Ugh. But because it doesn't happen right away, people think, boy, you know, I went on that website and I'm still here. God still, he's not mad at me. Well, it's going to catch up, right? Even though God in his mercy and grace towards Samson, amen, he continued to bless him with that magnificent gift. Amen. And we know the story of what happens. Amen. Finally, he meets, well, let me say this first and foremost. The Philistines think that they have him one night. They've got him in their stronghold. Amen. They've got him in the city of Gaza. They've got him. They've got the gates of the city. He's in the city, the stronghold of the adversary. There's no way out for him. The gates are shut. There's no way he can get out. I want you to know, Samson, the gates, the, the stronghold, the fortress of the adversary is no match for the church. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Amen. Samson was God's anointed. The church, we are God's anointed. He took the, he took the stronghold, amen, of the fortress of the enemy. He packed it on his shoulders and he said, you know, what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it up on the hilltop. That's the reason why. I didn't want to tell you in the car. That's the reason why. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to put it up on the hilltop so all the world could see. Amen. That there's no power like the power of God. There's no gates of any fortress can withstand the church. Amen. There's nothing that has authority over the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And even after that, he falls for another a woman, Philistine woman. And he's already gone through this before, amen. He's, been he's already been deceived by his first wife, and, and now he finds him in the same place again. Oh, Samson, tell me where your strength. Three times he, he lies to her. Three times she says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Gets up, shakes himself, and starts throwing Philistines around like they're, like they're rag dolls. Finally, his soul is vexed unto death. Let me give you a warning. You may think you can go right up to the line, and you might tell yourself that I'll, I'll go this far, but I'll never cross that line. can't play like that. Eventually, you'll step over it. Samson, he thought I've been here before. Amen. I won't give it up. 
But eventually he got to the point, amen, where he gave in to his carnal desires. He gave in to the flesh, amen. And he told the secret of his consecration, amen. And as he slept with his head on Delilah's lap, she called in a barber and they shaved his head. And she said, Arise, Samson, for the Philistines are upon you. And he gets up in the Bible's head. He goes, I says, I will shake myself as before and this may be one of the saddest verses in all of the Bible and as he went to grab that man amen suddenly instead of throwing him his arm was like this and the Bible says he wist not that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him Samson the most anointed man Amen. At that point of all of the Bible, whose manifestation of God's anointing was done in a way of superhuman comic book-like strength, could not discern when the Spirit of God departed from him. Yeah, but that's not me, Brother Jeff. How about the five foolish virgins? They were virgins, but somehow the oil got out and they missed the coming of the groom. And so the mighty Samson, God's hero, who they never would have took, they took him. And because sin blinds an individual, they took a drill bit, an auger, and they bore out his eyeballs so he could never see. They put a dog collar upon him. They put him in prison, and he started to push a stone and grind up their meal, their wheat. But this is why I think Samson is listed in the heroes of faith. I don't think there's a greater fall of an individual in the word of God. You think about the anointing that he had and how great he was and how low where he was. You think about the guilt and shame. That's what sin brings is guilt and shame. But the guilt and shame that he had with no eyes, how he let himself down, how he let his mom and dad down, how he let the nation of Israel down. And most importantly, how he let God down. I don't think that you can find somebody that would be in a lower position of, this, of the decisions that he inflicted upon himself. God's hero. But this is why I believe that he's put into that book in Hebrews is because... The Bible says that his hair began to grow back. And I think that he would feel that hair brushing down on his shoulders. And it was a reminder to him. Amen. Just as my hair is growing back, God's mercy and long-suffering towards me. 
Amen. I might have made a mess of my life. Amen. The enemy might have blinded me forever, but the love of God and the mercy of God is always upon me. Amen. And from that state, amen, of defeated, of being defeated, he reached out and said a prayer, one simple little prayer, and he said, oh God, remember me. Amen. Remember me. I want you to know it's that prayer of remember me that landed him as a hero. You want to be a hero, amen, in the annals of God's kingdom? You just remember that prayer when the devil has his foot on your neck and you think all is lost. You say, God, remember me, amen. Hallelujah. And if he did it, if he did it for Samson, he'll do it for you and I. Amen. If I could have the musicians to come. I finished three minutes early. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, remember me. And the Lord remembered him on that day. And the Bible says at his death, uh, he destroyed more of the Philistines than all of his life. Uh, amen. This is where they make the comparison to Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. But I like to make the comparison to the church. Uh, amen. Upon my death, uh, when that old man, Jeff Woods, came to the altar uh, and died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I changed more life since then uh, than the ones I've changed uh, for the opposite, the bad way uh, before I was a Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's never too late to be a hero in the eyes of God. If you're here today, God is saying, just say the words. Just ask me to get in the fight for you. Just ask me. Call on my name. I'm right here. I want to come in and deliver for you. Amen. God, amen. If you could have heard that message this morning, hallelujah. Sister Reyes, I already heap praises upon you, but I want to say it again. The lesson she taught, amen, our burden bearer, you and I, we don't have to bear it. We can give it to him. Oh, Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this, God, but I'm trusting in you. I need you, Lord God, to move in this situation in my life right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. If you would stand with me right now, amen. Would you say it? Would you just say it? Would you tell the Lord, amen, God, I want to be one of your heroes of faith. I want to be one of your heroes of faith, amen. It's not childish, hallelujah. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We got to say it out loud. Oh, I am a child of God, amen. I was predestined as part of the church to be part of your glory amen in this rapture hallelujah oh thank you God if you would say it oh God amen remember me oh Lord I want to be part of this church Lord God hallelujah hallelujah as they begin to sing 
Amen. Would you make your way down here this morning? Hallelujah. I invite you all to come down. Amen. And say yes. Oh, God. Amen, Lord. I desire for my name to be in the book. I desire to be a hero of faith. Hallelujah. That's it. Would you raise your hands? Would you start to speak the words of faith? Oh, that's it. Let them bless you right now. It's never too late. Amen. None of you are in the predicament that Samson was in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Let him bless your soul. Let him bless your soul right now. In the name of Jesus. If you're defeated, you have worry. If you're tired, if you've lost victory, there is a promise. Be.